It's a beautiful day at the homestead. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Tower, the Omni Homestead Resort's original podcast series. I'm your host, Jesse Bruton. Today, we're speaking to Mark Spadoni, Managing Director for the Resort. Mark, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. You're welcome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a lifelong hospitality professional. I actually started in the business way back when in the golf side of things. I had the opportunity to work at a private club, uh, fell in love with golf, and moved from there into inside services. Um, When I was in college, I was introduced to food and beverage as I worked at a thoroughbred racetrack, which was kind of fun, and changed my major in college from pre-medicine to hospitality. And first job out of college was in the hotel business, and I'm still doing it lots of years later. So what brought you to the homestead? Having an early love of golf makes a lot of sense here. Well, that was definitely part of it. Um, I was first introduced to the homestead about 10 years ago and made the decision that I needed to come by the resort and check it out. Um, I'd been familiar with the property, but I hadn't had a chance to see it. And that visit hooked me. I had hoped that sometime in my career that I have an opportunity to have some type of a relationship with the homestead. Fast forward 10 years later, and I'm at this beautiful property. So I understand your former resort shared some history with the legendary Sam Sneed, one of the county's most famous residents. Can you tell us a little about that? Sure. Uh, the resort that I was at had some affiliation um, with Sam Sneed, and we were designing the golf course. And Bob Cup, who has recently passed away, was the lead designer, and he had actually um, partnered with Sam Sneed to do the designing and routing of the golf course had a chance to meet Sam through that uh, relationship and quite a character, but um, also incredibly knowledgeable person and did a really, really good job for us in developing and designing the golf course. So what is your favorite thing about what you do here? Gosh, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, you don't have the opportunity in lots of places, for that reason, any place, you know, to be involved in a property that goes back over 250 years. So I think it's the blending of the history Obviously, the reputation that the property has had over the years, the very unique and special uh, hospitality you know, that the staff here provides, the multi-generational visitors as well as the multi-generational staff. I mean, it's just a really special property. I love that. We've had conversations with other guests on this podcast that are multi-generational. It's just so unique in this day and age. It is, you know, and I, and I think what's really neat, you know, I obviously had the opportunity over the last uh, several months, you know, to spend more time at the property as I'm going through relocation and to be able to see toddlers you know, with their moms, knowing that their grandparents um, uh, first brought them to the property a generation ago. And some of the anecdotal stories that you hear about uh, some people that would come here the first time that they ever learned to tie a tie was when they came to the homestead when they were going out to dine in the fine dining room or listening to some of the young ladies talk about their dream of uh, being able to get married, you know, at the property. And then likewise, you know, the mothers talking about from, you know, the day that in some cases where they had their wedding here, um, you know, similar dream to be able to have their, you know, daughters or sons get married at the property. It's really unique and really special. That's absolutely beautiful. So I understand you're from Savannah, one of my favorite places, where you were a real key player in the community. Why was that so important to you, and how do you see your role evolving here in Bath County? Well, being someone who has been in the industry as long as I have been, in the first 20 years of being in the hospitality industry, it was kind of a two-year or three-year assignment. You really never had the opportunity to be able to sink your roots into the, the property. And I think as I had the opportunity to stay longer in Savannah, 
I realized the role or the importance that we played within the local community. You know, we were the largest employer as far as the hospitality industry was concerned there. Obviously, uh, it was a big draw, you know, and one of the catalysts, you know, for the hospitality and resort industry. So I realized that looking at it from an external perspective, that the ability to be able to reach out and do things that help the community, and that kind of led to my initially being involved from a board standpoint on the Chamber of Commerce, as well as on the Destination Management Company or the CVB. Both of those were more industry-specific, but then I kind of uh, branched out and had the opportunity you know, to be involved in philanthropic opportunities, and actually it started a foundation. We raised money for local children's charities, and that brought in a whole different circle of influence as we were dealing with some of the hardest-hit uh, members of our community and realized that the things that we did— you know, if we channeled our efforts and our energy in the right direction, could make a lasting and a impactful difference, you know, for them. You know, and all of a sudden, I think a lot of people realize that if you do things for other people, oftentimes that's actually more rewarding than having people do things for you. So I'm hoping the same thing, you know, will happen here in Bath County. Obviously, the history of the resort and the role that it's played over the last couple of centuries, that's a given. But, you know, how do we modernize that? How do we look at it more as just an employer standpoint? But being able to enrich the community, you know, do some things that will help the overall county and not with just a look at what the resort benefits from it. And um, a number of the people that I've met in the community in the short time that I've been here are looking forward to using some of my experience and some of the opportunities that worked for me in the past to hopefully make them work here. So I'm excited. That kind of commitment to local market leadership is just so inspiring and so relevant in this time. I love that. I don't think people realize, too, the satisfaction you get out of helping other people is a heck of a lot more than the effort that's put into it. And a lot of people don't realize that. And I hope more people realize that volunteerism, you know, having stewardship, you know, for the local community is a way for them to grow individually as a person. But at the same time, you know, the difference that they can make sometimes is very, very meaningful. So you mentioned a little bit earlier about visiting the homestead. Can you tell us your first impression the very first time you arrived? Sure. First and foremost, I think it's the setting that it's in. If you could build a resort and have it be married with nature, I don't think you could do a better job than what we have here at the homestead. I mean, there's a sense of anticipation as you come over the mountain passes and you go through the kind of rolling fields and meadows and you're wondering, okay, what's it going to look like? What's it going to be? You know, because you have this perception, you know, I obviously saw lots of different pictures of the property, but it's when you finally arrive, first of all, you realize just how big it is. I mean, this is a very, very big property. And the clock tower obviously is very, very impressive. But the way that it's laid out at the base of the valley is very, very special. And, you know, the iconic architecture right off the bat made me feel like I'm someplace very, very special. You know, the way that they had designed the entrance into the property, actually coming up the hill and coming to the front and looking down at the front drive, again, it kind of gives you goosebumps, you know, that you've arrived. There's a really true sense of arrival that is there. So you walk into the Great Hall, right off the bat, you're hit with a sense of history, just the sheer scale of the room that's there and the way that it's set up. And right off the bat, I felt like I was stepping back into time, you know, actually imagining what it was like 25 years ago, 50 years ago, you know, 75 years ago, and realized that where I was standing and where I'm watching present day guests is where people from generations past were doing the same thing. I mean, it is a true destination resort. You feel like you've arrived here and you're at that place that you were hoping it would be as soon as you walk in the doors. So on that note, 
The homestead is an iconic American resort, and I imagine there's a balance behind preserving the integrity of the history of the resort, but also serving modern conveniences and comforts that guests are accustomed to. How do you strike that balance between preserving history and making reasonable updates? I think if you start with the purpose of why we're here, and if you look at it from my perspective, our sole purpose is to make our guests feel special, make them feel like um, that we've got a, an emotional connection with them, that they are truly our guests. You know, and if you think about it from that particular perspective, that's the starting point. So the traditions obviously are important for us, you know, but they were important for visitors 20 years ago or 50 years ago or 100 plus years ago. So. How do you create things that are engaging? How do you do things that allow friends, family to spend time together? When you're coming to the mountains, what do you do to be able to allow people to be in an environment where it's healthy, where they can take advantage of outdoor activities so there's a sense of wellness that is there? So those things really haven't changed much. I think one of the things that's particularly special about this property is the fact that the amenities that we have in place, you know, particularly the outdoor amenities, in many ways are timeless. You know, so whether or not it's our sporting club or golf or tennis, you know, or hiking or the spa, you know, those type of things are as relevant from a wellness standpoint 50 years ago as they are today. I think that some of the things maybe even two years ago or five years ago were very, very important. It'll be interesting coming out of, you know, this COVID pandemic are they as important as we thought they were a year ago or two years ago? You know, and I'm thinking about technology. Obviously, it's important that we have internet connectivity, you know, that we have TVs and some of those things that people at least thought were important. It'll be interesting to see, you know, over the next year or two, how important those things are, because let's be honest, a lot of people are spending a lot of time in front of TVs and a lot of connectivity with electronic devices that's there that I think that for a while, at least, that's the least of their concerns that's there. You know, but for us, if you've got a comfortable room, the opportunity to provide a great night's sleep, world-class dining that's out there, a myriad of activities that makes their stay seem like it's too short and want to come back. If we deliver on those points, I think we're able to successfully marry the past with the present, and hopefully that is also what's important to travelers moving forward in the future. I can verify I've been to this property four or five times, and every stay has been too short. Well, I mean, I've had my granddaughters here over the last weekend, and we've been having some fun. Every time they do a different activity, we kind of do a Facebook post and saying another one checked off the list. But um, there's 30 plus activities here. So, I mean, they've had a chance to experience the falconry, which they loved. They had a chance to go up to the equestrian center. And for the little ones, you know, even if it was just the hand led around uh, the stables, you know, it was an experience that they'll never forget. Just yesterday, um, while we were out by the pool, it was just filling up of the splash pool that was there and being able to do that, you know. And they turned to me and said, Papa, We've got another one to check off the list. So the way I look at it, you know, with the 30 plus, and we're always trying to create new things, that, that means they're going to come back and visit me a lot, which is obviously important. So we're recording this today in 2021. And I think to say that 2020 was a difficult year for the hospitality industry is an understatement. How did COVID impact the resort operations here? In many ways, obviously, you know, a lot of the things that we were accustomed to, we had to put on the sideline. 
And that obviously came about with social distancing and just the sense of being able to gather. Obviously, different states had different extents that they were impacted. You know, here in Virginia, it was impacted in a significant way. You know, for much of the last year, when we came to gathering, you know, we weren't allowed to have more than 10 people together. So a lot of weddings got canceled. A lot of meetings got canceled. A lot of family reunions got canceled as well, too. So, I mean, I think for us, part of it was knowing that those memories that we could have been creating had to be put on the back burner. Clearly, the goal to be able to have safe practices was important. And I'll tell you, for the hospitality industry as a whole, having masks on was tough because we can communicate a smile through our eyes, but you sure as heck can do it a lot better with a true smile. So I, I think the staff... They followed the protocol. They did what was expected of them. They tried to make the most of a very, very difficult situation. But I think that they're coming out of the pandemic that much more cognizant of how important it is to make a connection with the guests. You know, we're still mindful, obviously, knowing that we're not out of this pandemic yet. But we know that the light at the end of the tunnel tells us that, for the most part, we got through it. It was a tough time, but I think we also appreciate that much more what it's like when we have guests here versus when we had the limited number of guests that we did for most of the last year. So what are some of your favorite things that you're excited about bringing back to the resort or improving on the resort property? Well, I'm a traditionalist at heart, so I think about things and the impact that they had when I was younger also knowing, you know, that as I talk with my kids, that oftentimes when my initial thought was, well, those things are kind of corny or those are any fun, the reality of is they find them enjoyable. So things like afternoon tea, the ability to dress up and spend time together, whether it's as a family or with friends, that's something that we're going to go through the reinvention stage. Bringing back live music has been great, you know, and being able to do it in various different capacities. Obviously, in the Great Hall with our 10-foot-long piano, but then also recognize that new and a little bit more progressive or current live entertainment is also enjoyable. So creating venues for that, whether it's by Woody's, which is our more family-oriented restaurant down by the casino building, or doing things you know, in other areas around the resort, obviously, we want to do that. We want to get back into the special event business. We've hosted festivals here before, so we're already in the planning stages, hopefully to bring those type of events, whether it's food, whether it's wine, you know, whether it's craft brew, whether it's distilled products. I think there's an opportunity to do some really first-class, world-class events here as well. We're looking at how do we reintroduce the dining room. As we had mentioned earlier, you know, I think a lot of people like to dress up. It was interesting. I was talking to my wife yesterday, and we were talking about fine dining, and we were arguing, or we were kind of saying, well, do we really have to put on a coat and tie? And we realized that in many ways, it wasn't necessarily for us to put on a coat and tie, but it was an opportunity for my wife to be able to put a dress on and dress up. So sometimes us guys got to do some of those things that make her happy. But, um, you know, right now, as I walk through the lobby and I see, you know, a four-year-old or a five-year-old with a little blazer on with a tie dressed up, that's special. You know, those things are obviously memory creators. And in today's social media world, great opportunities to go out there and kind of show off that you're doing something special. So those are the things, obviously, that we're looking at. And I think, you know, the other things are just making sure that we fully activate all of the things that we have around the resort that because of COVID, unfortunately, we had to put on the sidelines. So Again, whether or not it's our zip lines or whether it's some of the hiking trails that have not been in service in the short term, I think all of those things are things that I'm looking forward to, making sure that we have every bit of our property operating on all cylinders. 
I love to hear all of that, especially because we interviewed in season two, David, the amazing piano player who actually did our intro music. And to your point about COVID and dressing up in the fine dining area, if 2020 was the year of sweatpants, I think a lot of people are desiring an opportunity to really put on their finest because we haven't been able to for a while. That's what we're banking on. So I heard that there may be some larger renovation plans. Are there any secrets that you can fill us in on as a sneak peek? Well, first and foremost, we have the opportunity to be able to take this building and bring it back to the glory days. So a lot of work has actually already been done, but it's kind of been invisible for the most part to the guests. You know, we've been focusing on infrastructure-related things, you know, so we've been addressing roofs, we've been addressing our heating and ventilation system that is out there. Not very sexy things, but obviously important things for comfort. We've just recently put a quarter of a million dollars into the spa, which has been exciting, you know, getting that back up to, I mean, it's a world-class spa. And some of the things, you know, that needed down there were, again, just things that were behind the scenes, but will obviously make an impact from a guest standpoint. The locker facilities and, you know, the aquathermal treatments and the things that we have in the spa are really first class. So making sure that that facility is ready for future businesses out there. We've been focusing a lot of time and energy on the golf courses. A lot of work has been put on those to take them to their greatest level ever. You know, we've just recently received some great recognition from the golf course, um, you know, on how it's perceived out there in the industry. So we want to make sure that we continue to live up to that. But as far as future renovations are concerned, it's going to be a renovation kind of focusing from the outside in, which is oftentimes the complete opposite of what we're doing. So if we start with the outside of the building and from there we're talking about brick, mortar, painting, a lot of those things that let people know that, first of all, things are happening. But also it's important for us because if we're going to spend money and we're going to do things on the interior of the property, we want to make sure the exterior is protecting the interior. But, you know, our plan is a comprehensive soft goods program, which will maintain all of the things that have made this property special from a history and from a tradition standpoint, but with the modern update that guests expect, and that's large TVs and the fastest possible internet, mini bars and those items, which are important, are are refrigerators from that standpoint. All of the um, meeting rooms will get an update. And then a couple of the additions that we're anticipating right now is a new family restaurant that will be down where the casino building is located. And we're excited about that because that is kind of the center of activity. You know, and right now the plans for that is family-friendly comfort food, but doing it away, you know, with a homestead twist. Up on top of the property, which is where the golf course is, looking down over the resort, our plans are to add a wedding pavilion up there, which will be just an amazing location from a standpoint of um, opportunity for pitchers, but then also a perspective of, of the overall resort from that standpoint. And we do lots of weddings, and obviously that's one of the things that we want to focus on moving forward, you know, is being able to do anything and everything in, in the wedding arena better than anyone else, whether it starts from being the place to become engaged to to obviously rehearsal dinners, to bridal parties, to bachelor parties, and then obviously not the least being the wedding ceremony itself. So what is one thing that you love the absolute most about the homestead? Well, I think probably more than anything else, the way I look at it is it's an evolving, ever-moving forward property. A lot of people would say that it's best years or this 250 years history was the glory years. 
I think it's the complete opposite. I think, you know, that we've had 250 plus years of a property to really get a sense of what we can be and what we want to be moving forward. I think the infusing of money into the property will help us get there. But I think probably the most important thing, probably the, the most special thing is you can't replicate a property like this. I mean, this is an irreplaceable asset. And to be able to be a steward of that transformation moving forward just gives me goosebumps. I mean, it's something that I always dreamed about, you know, to have that opportunity from a professional standpoint and to be at the right place at the right time with the right property. I feel that that's where I'm at right now. And I'm very, very excited about what's in store for the property over the next couple of years and hopefully lay down the foundation for the next generation or two. It's true. They don't make them like they used to. That's very, very true. So if a guest had only a single day to spend here at the homestead, what's the one thing you say, you cannot miss this? Can I have two? Of course. Well, I think first and foremost, you wouldn't want to pass up on the Cascades Gorge. I think that probably really gives you a sense of how special the location is. You know, and we have an unbelievable naturalist who tells a story probably like no one else can. I mean, he gives you a sense of place. It gives you a sense of how important nature is to all of us. And let's be honest, that's why the homestead is where it's at, is because of the location and the nature side of things that's there. So that's something that I'd highly encourage. And then the best thing about that is it's special for all ages, whether you're a youngster or whether you're someone, you know, who's in their twilight years, you're going to get a similar sense of enjoyment. It's not a major hike, but it's the opportunity to be able to get in the outdoors. And I think that's something everyone wants. I think the second thing is our history tour, you know, and the ability to be able to really get a sense of just how special this property has been for two plus centuries it's out there. And every day, I'm learning something new and exciting about the property. And you're teased, I think, by our history tour that's out there. And then from there, the opportunity exists just to be able to wander around and gain your own sense of history, just because it's so well displayed through our art, through our pictures. And I think that those two things would give you an appreciation for the property and where it's at. Asking me the one or two things to do from an activity standpoint, I'd be offending some member of the staff here. So I just say, stay long enough to do them all. So on that note, what's your favorite secret about the homestead? Something that people discover once they're here, but you wouldn't possibly learn just by reading a brochure or on the website? Well, I think from a physical standpoint, you realize how and why People came here from all over the country, from all over the world 100 years ago, 200 years ago, and how different people traveled then than they do now. And, you know, this was a property that was designed for a long stay. You know, many of the nobility, you know, those of means would come here for weeks, if not months, to take advantage of all of the activities up here, get away from the heat. And I'm learning now probably more than I did before I got here, some of the little tidbits, you know, I've just learned the last day or two, how our housing up above in the alcoves of the building was designed for, you know, the domestic help that traveled with our guests and our visitors at that particular time. And just, it was a bygone era. It was a different way of traveling, you know, at that stage that was there. Or the tunnel that goes underneath our hotel to the Great Hall, because at that time it wasn't fashionable for help to be in the front of the house, you know, much like Downton Abbey. You know, you have the upstairs and you have the downstairs. You kind of sneak in through one of the hidden panels that was there. So all of that history is still here. 
Even though we've modernized, even though we're in 2020, this building has so many secrets and so many stories to tell from the past that's there. And I think that the ability to be able to go through that process and learn it, you know, try to figure out how to make it applicable to today's modern traveler. And our business is all about creating memories and figuring out how to take that past and meld it with the present to create lifelong memories for the future. Well, that's all the time that we have for now. Mark, thank you so much for being our guest. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you for allowing me to tell my little part of the Homestead story. Learn more about Hidden Treasures at the Homestead by listening to our entire podcast series available at theomnihomestead.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and many other podcast apps, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For exclusive offers on the Omni Homestead and other Omni hotels and resorts, sign up for Select Guest. The program rewards members with a simple way to earn free nights and access to exclusive offers. Plus, returning members enjoy perks like complimentary daily beverage and more. Beyond the Tower is a production of the Omni Homestead Resort in Hot Springs, Virginia. The title music, Welcome to My Homestead, is written and performed by David Hill. Our executive producer is Lynn Swan, our producer is John Kendall Royston, and your host is me, Jesse Bruton. Many thanks to all of our talented guests. For information about how to book your next stay, visit theomnihomestead.com. Thank you.